Giving Credit is a podcast giving those making a difference their credit. On a weekly basis, we'll be interviewing parents, tech CEOs, financial experts, kid entrepreneurs, and others to learn about credit, education, financial literacy, and building wealth equity. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this week's edition of Giving Credit. I am Annika Jackson, your host and the chief mom and director of community for Kitty Credit. And I'm here with another amazing guest, tech founder, and another person who's changing the world of finance. Welcome to the show, Chris Lovato. Thanks, Anika. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'd love for you to tell uh, our audience a little bit about your backstory with credit and finance and how that brought you to soon. Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm a software engineer by trade. I've been uh, uh, doing that for about 14 years now, born and raised here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, I, you know, I'm not actually from the finance industry. I'm completely <laughs> outside of it. Um, I'm, I'm more on the technical software side of things. And, um, you know, the, the way we came about into soon was because, you know, as software engineers, me and my other co-founder, Mike Shattuck, uh, we're, we're working on the product or we're, we're, we're advancing in our careers. We were realizing, holy crap, you know, we, we've got a lot of money building up in the accounts and, we've got to start figuring out what to do with this. We should probably be a little bit more adult with it and and be (laughs) investing a little bit more. And so um, we started doing that and realizing how much work it was, like how Mm -hmm. much time investment, knowledge investment, similar to credit, you know, it takes just to learn how to do anything. And so the amount of knowledge, so what do I invest in? When do I invest? How much do I invest? All of that was um, rather daunting for us. And so, so we started thinking, well, how could we make this easy? How could we automate this process? And so we started thinking of ways of, well, how, you know, computers can make a lot of decisions for us. Let's just give them, mm. you know, rule sets and uh, uh, a rule set to follow and start making decisions that way. And so that's really kind of the genesis of where soon came from. It was how do we take the thinking out of investing in personal finance? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. Like mm-hmm. we started looking around and there's a lot of, in fintech, there's a lot of, um, uh, uh, variations and a lot of fragmentation in the space. You know, you've got people going after the banking space that are trying to um, improve banking, improve banking, the banking experience. You know, you've got Chime and, and Varo and, and SoFi. And then, you know, you've also got lending and there's, you know, a lot of startups on that side that are taking care of lending. You've also got investing, you know, you've got Robinhood that revolutionized the game mm-hmm. by coming out and making trading free. And then you also take that to the next level with Betterment and Wealthfront, where they're, they're trying to democratize wealth management for, for more people. But in reality, all it's really doing, most of that fintech is, is taking what already exists and making it a little bit better. The next step in that direction is, okay, well, how do we help have computers actually make decisions for us? You know, and this doesn't just come down to what should my portfolio be? Mm-hmm. It's much more broader than that. And we have that data. You know, you think of companies like Mint that provide us large amounts of data, mm-hmm. but don't actually make any financial decisions. And same thing with Wealthfront and Betterment. They just help you invest, but they don't know how to figure out how much you need to invest. Soon really puts the whole picture together and says, okay, let's let's do a full financial analysis on you. Wow. Let's pull in your existing financials. Let's pull in all of your, your bank data as much as you're willing to share with us. 
your existing debts, and let's figure out what kind of person you are, how much money you make, how much you spend on groceries, how much you spend on your rent or mm -hmm. mortgage, um, how much you have in student debt, you know, are you over leveraged on loans, et cetera. Uh, and then we take all that data and we figure out, okay, well, the best scenario for this person is to, you know, they could probably be investing 10, maybe 20% of their income. And the reason we can do that is because in soon when you invest, we have made it so that assets or any of your investments are liquid and available mm. to you whenever you need wow. them. And so, you know, if you think about it, you know, you go to Target and you spend money there you know, some of that money could be coming out of, out of your, your stock holdings. Say you spent with Tesla stock or Microsoft stock and that transaction was cheaper to you. So instead of spending $50, you could effectively spend $30 because we're going to liquidate the highest performing asset for you and in that moment. And so what soon really does is it creates a whole investment strategy around you. So, you know, from beginning to figure out who you are to, okay, now we're just going to follow along with you as you're spending and we'll be liquidating the best performing assets as you're spending to enhance your purchasing power and actually take care of assets as you're spending it. And in the end, you know, it's money that's really just been stagnant sitting around making your bank rich. Right. What we're basically doing <laughs> is figuring out a way to put money to work that's basically doing nothing but making the bank rich. Yeah, I love that. It's democratizing finance. I think it's something you said really struck me because I've tried doing some of the alternative banks that are only online and had gotten emails saying, oh, we're closing because they didn't succeed. Because it's like you said, they're not really changing the model that much. They're just like, oh, we're just going to have an online bank, but we're still attached to this bank. But then if they don't succeed and they have whatever their compelling offer is, is only you're doing good for the environment. We donate X percent to whatever charities, but that's right. nothing else. It's not anything that's directly impacting me as a consumer and helping me understand where my money's going and what I can do better and how I can invest. Um, and there is, like you said, so much information out there. It's really hard to figure out who to trust, where to turn to and yeah. how to make the right decision. So you're really, I mean, this is changing everything. So it has soon launched officially. Not yet. So we've been working diligently on that this past year. And I mean, you know, in fintech, um, I'm sure Evan can can collaborate. <laughs> it's just it takes so much longer. Yeah. Um, and we and we've got a, a double dose of it, too. Um, we have to deal with regulatory issues on the banking side as well as on the investment mm. advisory side. So uh, we're tackling it on both sides. And, you know, up till up until now. Uh, there haven't been any startups that really blended the two right. very, like very intertwined together and soon really does that. It intertwines them so much that there were a lot of special considerations that we didn't anticipate. And we're almost to the end of that. Our plan is to launch early next year, uh, launch our beta at least. So if mm -hmm. you're on that list, you know, that's, that's the best way to get <laughs> in. And then as we approach uh, the end of quarter one, we'll be doing a more general public launch. Well, one thing I always like to ask is your backstory. So clearly you're, you know, an engineer, very smart. You've had a problem that you wanted to solve for yourself and realized you could solve it for a lot of other people. Did you grow up uh, in a family that taught you about investing and finance and banking and money so that you had that solid foundation or did you have to just learn it as you went? You know, that that wasn't actually the case for me. I grew up, um, I'm, I'm Latino and grew up in a very working class neighborhood. Mm -hmm. 
And so, but my parents were entrepreneurs Hmm. and that's the one thing that I did grow up with is, is understanding entrepreneurism. My dad must have started five or six businesses while I was younger and they were all what I would call, you know, blue collar, um, you know, businesses, Mm -hmm. blue collar businesses. He was, you know, stuff ranging from, from um, housekeeping to crafts, to auto body repair, to mechanic work and other things is what my dad did. So I I saw how to make money Mm -hmm. and I learned how to make money really well from both of my parents. My mom also started a few of her own businesses and, um, but I didn't ever, you know, there wasn't ever really discussion on, on how to manage it. And Mm -hmm. to be honest, my dad wasn't very great at it. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom uh, she's from Mexico and came from a very conservative family where they focused a lot on saving money. Mm-hmm. They would save a large portion of everything they made. And that's just how their family survived things. Um, and, but credit wasn't a thing in Mexico that mm-hmm. you couldn't really get a hold of credit. Wow. <laughs> My dad, on the other hand, was able to get a hold of bucket loads of credit because he was making a lot of money and did not handle it well. And so um, at, at one point in time, I think he overextended us and when we almost fell into bankruptcy mm-hmm. as a result of it. And then it all, you know, started over again. And so I learned early on credit is, a, from my dad at least, credit is a valuable tool. And I was kind of like learning this lesson through him as yeah. he learned it, you know, like, wow, you know, credit is a valuable tool and can be used to better your life or it can hurt you really badly, but you need to understand how to use it correctly. So if you could give your past self advice based on the experiences that you've seen um, on finance and credit, I mean, I feel like you're already doing that because you're already <laughs> creating what you wish to see in the world, right? But yeah. what what advice would you give your past self? Um, you know, I would say pay attention to, to credit limits and don't think of credit cards as an extension of money. They're really just a tool to to build credit with um, because that that pays off a lot more down the road. And then the other thing I would tell myself is, you know, invest as much mm-hmm. as you can, as early as you can, the largest percentage of your income, because it's funny when we're younger, we somehow think we have less money. But the truth is, compared to your expenses, oh, you have geez. a lot more money. Right. <laughs> you, you can invest a higher percentage of your income, a lot higher percentage of your income. I probably would have also told myself to buy Bitcoin. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I know that's it's it's interesting how um, because I know that you've been a leader in alternative currency as well. Um, I think for a lot of people that, you know, they jump on really early, the early adopters. And then there's some of us who are like, okay, which one is really safe to invest in still? But Bitcoin and, and these currencies are something that we have to think of as part of our investment strategy. Um, and so I imagine mm-hmm. that's going to be part of soon as well. It's not just traditional uh, stocks and bonds, but looking at your full investment portfolio, including different currencies, you know, and, and everything else. Yeah. I mean, soon right now, when we launch, we'll just have uh, stock involved mm-hmm. with it. Uh, we're looking towards early next year to potentially include cryptocurrency if we can find uh, an appropriate regulated path through. The, the mm-hmm. thing is for us is that we'll be registered investment advisors with the SEC. Okay. And so we only can work with specific partners that are able, that are also registered with the SEC. And so we're, we're exploring that right now with several companies. Hopefully we can figure out a way to make that work. But yeah, you're exactly right on the fact that it's the new day and age now. Um, crypto needs to be a part of your portfolio, 
what percentage is really up to you and how you decide, you know, you want to manage risk, but you should consider at least holding a certain amount of it. It's the most revolutionary asset of our time. And I think you'll be missing out if you're not at least holding some of it. So if you had $100,000 right now, no taxes, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> what would you do with that money? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and I know some for some people, this question is 100,000 is a lot of money. And for some people, it's like 100,000 isn't very much. I need like 10 million. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for right now, that's still a lot for me. I'm still a very poor founder. We'll, we'll see where, if we have this conversation again in two years, maybe it'll be a little, di- a little bit different. But right now, um, what I would probably do with it is, is probably take 50% or more, put it in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks. Mm-hmm. And then take the rest of it and be a little bit more speculative with it um, and speculate in in either options trading and cryptocurrency, probably a mixture of the bowl, uh, of the two and 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 work on on that stuff. Nice. So what else do people need to know about soon? Like, how do they find it? How do they sign up to get in line for the beta and for the launch? And, um, you know, what else do they need to know? Yeah, just go to soon.app. That's at soon, like the word you like you heard it, dot app. And if you go there, you can sign up for early access. And like I said, we're we're going to be scaling the first thousand or so over the next few months. If you want to get in early and help us out and test with us, um, we're gonna have some really cool incentives that 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 you know you might want to be a part of. So if you're interested, come check that out. Wonderful. And for somebody like me, I'm not an investor at the moment. I have been in the past, um, but I don't know that much about stocks and bonds and what I should invest in and how much I should invest. And I, I love the fact that you're creating this platform where it'll be much easier for me just to plug and play and go, okay, this is my whole financial picture, whether I want to look at it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what I can do smartly to save for the future and, and save for future goals and retirement and all those things that we don't want to think about because they seem right. far away, but they're really not scarily. Yeah, that, that's, exactly <laughs> the, that's exactly the case. That's what soon is solving for. It's for people like, you know, us that, you know, we're making money. We know we need to be investing that money. We're not investing enough of that money. And, and, you know, we view that as a generational crisis. Mm-hmm. If for whatever reason, millennials aren't investing saving an awful lot of money for whatever reason, but not investing it. And so you don't need to know anything. If you have, if you know how to use a debit card, you know how to invest with soon. We'll take care of all of that for you. Awesome. Well, I'm ready to sign up now. So um, hopefully I can, (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm number 1800 something. Uh, um, So I'll wait patiently for my turn, but I'm really excited and I can't wait to see what you do next. Um, Is there anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with today? Uh, you know, I'd say just um, keep a lookout for what's coming next, because I think we're about to change the paradigm of fintech in general. Uh, fintech, like I said, has been fairly static, and I think we're about to push it over to the next level. And and I would expect that it's going to send ripple effects across the industry. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. Well, I can't wait for that to happen. Thank you, Chris, for being here today. Really appreciate your time. And thank you to our audience for coming back for another episode of Giving Credit. And we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Anika. This podcast has been brought to you by Kitty Credit, a mobile app designed to educate children on the credit system by completing chores. Now available in the App Store and on Google Play. For more information, go to kittycredit.com. 
K-I-D-D-I-E, K-R-E-D-I-T dot com.